This is the Reluctant Leader podcast, brought to you by the Reluctant Leader Academy. I'm your host, Mark Terrell, and in each episode, I will invite an expert guest to discuss a topic or subject that will enhance your knowledge and hopefully inspire you on your leadership journey. If managing people is becoming your biggest headache, then check out the How to Lead Your Team with Confidence course and join the next group program starting soon. So let's see who's in the hot seat today. Today I'm talking to Sammy Blindell. Sammy is a multi-award winning international speaker, seven times best-selling author and CVO behind How to Build a Brand, The Brand Builders Club and One Drop Movement. Having spent 13 years in branding and marketing before launching her first business in 2002, Sammy built six more companies in the business growth sector. She launched howtobuildabrand.org in 2014, taking it from nothing to £18,000 of monthly revenue in 12 weeks with her first book and online programme. In February 2017, she launched Brand Builders Club, which has hundreds of members internationally. And finally, her global movement, One Drop, has founded in April 2019 to celebrate the ripple that is created when changemakers collaborate rather than compete. I hope you enjoy this chat we had about personal branding, and I'll catch you all on the other side. So, Sammy, welcome to the Reluctant Leader podcast. Hello, and thank you so much for inviting me. I'm very excited. I'm very excited too. We're going to have a good discussion around a interesting topic. Um, but before we get stuck into that, um, I always ask my my guests um, to tell us a bit about themselves, and that is about what they do. What, why do you do what you do, and what was the pivotal moment that took you down this path? Mm, oh gosh, what a good question. I do what I do because I believe that if you are going to be a leader, reluctant or otherwise, it's really important that you are being the best version of what that means before you can start going out there and and talking about that. So I am personally committed to making every mistake that I can in marketing and branding and really learning a lot. I'm constantly learning and being at the forefront of my industry and, you know, as the brand builder, it's important to me that I am the very best example of what that looks like. And I'm also the very best example of what freedom and living a life on your terms and living the life that your business gives you. I think that's also very important. So, so my reason why is, is more about family and uh, spending time with the people that I love, doing what I love with them, and not having to save up to do the things that I want to do is a, a key thing. And it wasn't always that way, and that's why it's so important to me now because I've been through building 10 businesses now, and I have two global businesses, and I know the pains that every business owner has in their, their life when they're consumed by um, overworking and over-delivering as well. And, you know, so so being that example of what a, a really best personal brand is, that's really hugely important to me. And, mm. um, yeah, so I work with many thousands of people around the world to support mm. them in doing it. And I think it's important that we lead by example. I don't know. What do you think about that, Mark? 
Well, um, that's interesting because I was going to go back to our discussion we had on your your game changers discussions you do yeah. on your on your Facebook page or, yeah. or group confession yeah. show. Yeah, and we talked about you know our you know what happened to us in the past obviously reflects on the decisions we made mm. going forward, and um, we got a similar story in that we had a business that was you know <laughs> we were employing a lot of people. Um, mm. But now we're not going down that route, and and we're making something different because obviously that suits us. Um, so we're not making any judgment about whether you should employ people or not. But in you know if you're going to have great freedom, that generally means that you need um, to free up your time because more responsibility comes from having um, having people that are employed. So um, so going back to that conversation, you talk about the reluctancy. Let's talk talk about what happened to you in the past because you, you 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 sort of alluded to tell us about your um, mm. previous business before you do what you do and <laughs> and I'm guessing that is an inspiration to to to, to what you do now. Completely, yeah. I uh, I would say I built my first five companies completely by accident. <laughs> I was just really, it was almost like everything I touched, it just grew and it, it just, you know, and I was totally in the flow with it. So I just kept growing. And so, you know, I started to employ team and like all the mistakes we talked about when I interviewed you on my show. You know, building the team. I had no idea how to manage people. You know, I like, I'm a people pleaser. I like, you know, being nice to everyone. So I let my employees get away with goodness knows how much because I, I hadn't been trained in how to effectively manage a team. And so, you know, before I knew it, I had a team of 13 and, you know, a really busy design agency. We, we had design, branding, web. We were, we then opened a social media business. Um, you know, because we, when we were designing the branding and the websites for our clients, they they would then say, well, what next? How can you help me to drive people to it? So then we started uh, delivering online marketing services. So we created a company at the same time as our design agency. We created a company that just served with online marketing. And then we had the social media company. And then we had somebody come along and said, you know, well, you know, can you... Uh, can you train me how I can be like you? Because I, w- I was just crushing it with whatever I did. And um, at that time, back then, I I joined BNI, which is um, a big kind of networking organization. And um, and I joined that when I very first started my business. And so I, I, you know, and I worked my way up pretty quickly. And what I didn't know about myself back then is I'm a very easy community builder, building community, building tribe, building lists. It's kind of a superpower that I didn't even embrace. I didn't even know I had it back then. So there I am. I'm building this little community in my business, but a massive community outside of that. And so I, I kind of worked my way up in BNI pretty quickly. And within about six months, I was uh, the chapter director. And within about nine months, I then became an assistant director for BNI. So I was then growing and building communities all over the West um, West Yorkshire. So it kind of, it, it, I just fell into all of it by accident. I just fell in love with this amazing ability that I had to connect people and build community and I really got carried away with it and so I ended up building a a business development academy as well I was charging a thousand pound per member per year to be a part of that and that was like a a side line that I created on the side of my business it was like everything I got involved in because I was so so passionate about it 
it just automatically grew. But then about seven years into to doing that, my business partner, um, I came into work one day and the left, he just looked really odd. And the left-hand side of his body looked like it had completely dropped. So, of course, I, I just went into panic mode. Um, luckily, we had a doctor's surgery just around the back of where we were working. So I ran around there and uh, the lady at the reception said, you know, what's, what's the matter? Because obviously I, I must have looked like a ghost. I was so like, worried about what was happening. And uh, anyway, I said, you know, he's, it looks like the left-hand side of his body's collapsed and he's in a lot of pain. And she went, right, get an ambulance immediately. I said, oh, no, he's not going to like that. She went, I don't care whether it's going to like that or not. You get an ambulance and you get it now. So I ended up... Um, getting the the ambulance service out and it, it turned out that he'd been you know a, a natch chuff away from having a uh, a stroke and i thought oh my god you know like well, we've got to get him well anyway it turned out that long story short he ended up off work rehabilitating for six months well, of course we'd built five companies by that point we were running them all at the same time so it all fell on me and so I was going through a, a huge amount of stress, but I wasn't taking any notice of that stress. All I could think about was getting through the next day and getting, you know, the next meeting and what had to be done. Fortunately, I had an excellent operations director, Tim, who was pretty much handling everything. So um, by that point, though, I'd been... Um, I'd, I'd been noticed quite a bit. So I was starting to speak quite a lot and I was going back and forth down to London, um, speaking on stage, going and speaking at other people's events on brand and branding and, and building a business by design on purpose, you know, rather than by accident, the way I had built my businesses. Of course, by this point, I'd mapped out how I was doing it. I'd systemized how I was doing it because there was no way that with my business partner being out of the business, there was no way I could continue to deliver at the personal capacity that I had been delivering before. So I had to sit down and, and really think about, okay, well, how am I delivering all of this? Is there any part of it that I can automate or systemize? So I still create the customer experience, but it means that I can be with the customer more rather than sending emails and you know, dropping messages to them and, you know, can I do that? And so I set to work on really systemizing the process that I was putting all of my clients through that was trapped in my head. Nobody else knew how to do it. And as I started to do that, it was, it was just the most powerful thing I'd done ever. You know, it was almost like the first grown-up thing I'd done in business was to really evaluate what was it, what is it that I know that is creating this result a hundred percent of the time. Like it was ridiculous. The results we were getting for our clients, we measured across all of our clients back in 2009. And we worked out that for every pound they invested in our agency, they got a minimum five pound return on their investment. So we were absolutely crushing it for all of our clients. My team was amazing. We were flying high, but then after my business partner had been off for about three months, the, the stress on my body had started to take its toll. And even though I was trying to ignore it, I started to get these little tiny twinges in my chest. It was only little tiny twinges, but they were enough, almost like I was being pinched. Um, you know, it was enough that it kind of stopped me in my tracks for a bit and I had to just breathe. And then, you know, within a couple of minutes, it would be okay again. So I then cracked on. 
with what else I had to do. But there was one night, uh, which it was horrendous. I just had this, this pain was just all consuming in my chest. It was two o'clock, just coming up to two o'clock in the morning. And I thought, this is, this is not good. I think I better take myself to hospital. I lived on my own. I didn't have any family around me. My family lived in France or they do still live in France. And I was in Leeds at the time. So I had no one around me. And um, so I take myself off to hospital and uh, they wire me up to all of the like ECG thing with all the sticky things all over your chest and the BP BP machine. You can tell I'm not really technical. And um, and so there, you know there I am, and and the doctor is saying to me, "Listen, you're you're obviously under an enormous amount of stress. You need to rest. Like you you need to go home and rest. Like there's nothing wrong with you right now, but clearly your body's letting you know that you're overdoing it. Go back and get some rest." Well. Of course, I didn't get rest because I had a pitch to go and deliver about six hours later. So as soon as I was at the hospital, all I could think of, God, this is taking too long. I've got to get away from here. So my mindset was in completely the wrong place. Um, And as a result of that, you know, I just carried on. The chest pains kept getting worse. I ended up in hospital four times in just under four months. And the last time I admitted myself, but I I ended up calling a neighbor this time because it was just, the pain was just too strong. I couldn't take myself. And, um, and I just remember him sitting down, the consultant just sat down with me and he said, Miss Blindell, seriously, you've got to change what you're doing. If I see you in this room, even one more time, I cannot guarantee that the results are going to be reversible. What you're doing to your body is not going to be reversible. There's going to be a, a breaking point. And if you get to that breaking point, there's no coming back from that. That I can't tell you, I can't predict how much damage you're actually doing to your body. And he, he just basically went on a, a bigger lecture than he'd ever given me before. You know, if, if you go on to medication, then, you know, you'll be taking that for the rest of your life. And, you know, he said all the things that he'd said, but just stronger this time. But there was one thing that he said to me and which changed everything. And actually, I, I kind of live by the mantra of, of these words that he said to me. He said, you know, you are free to make your own choices, but you're not free of the consequences of those choices. You have to change what you are doing. And he just got up and walked out. And I just I thought to myself, God, you know, well, what am I going to do? Because, you know, I, this, this is a, a business that I've been building for nearly eight years it was worth nearly eight million. We were going through a process of getting it ready to sell it, and um, and I just walked away from that hospital. Fortunately, walking away, and I thought, you know, next time I might not be walking out of here. I've got to change. And am I really happy? And I started to think about actually, I'm doing everything for everyone else. There's really not much I'm doing for myself. What about all the things I want? I want a family. I want freedom. I want to be able to leave the office and my phone not be ringing. (laughs) I just want to, you know, go on holiday for a week without worrying what's going on at the office. I just want choices. Oh, wouldn't choices be lovely? (laughs) Wouldn't it be lovely if I could earn money without having to be there all the time? So, yeah, there were some significant things that were, were on my mind at that point, Mark. Yeah, and it's not an untypical story I've heard many times, especially with entrepreneurial people, especially those that have got a very creative energy around them. They just go from one thing to the next, and if it's successful, mm. they just keep going. And, yeah, and like you said, it's, it wasn't by design; it was just by accident, as you as you mentioned. Yeah. 
Uh, and so I'm presuming, as you've mentioned it, that now what you do is something grown up because you mentioned that yourself that you've grown, you've grown up. <laughs> so what? What? So we're here. To, we're here to talk about um, personal branding. You've mentioned branding many, many times, and mm. um, and I think it's an interesting concept. Um, um, but what, how would you sum up? You know what personal branding is if you, if someone had never heard it before and you were you know trying to explain it. Um, well, I really learned what personal branding was because ultimately when I left that company, um, because I, I walked away from the business, ultimately I sold it for a pound so that I could buy my freedom and I gave it to Tim so that I could set him up with a legacy for life. But what I realized when I walked away from that company was my entire identity was the business. And when I walked away from that company, well, I'd, I'd signed contracts. I didn't own the list anymore. I signed everything over. So even my friends that had become clients, I couldn't even contact them. I moved to France. I was in a different country. I wasn't surrounded by anybody I knew other than my family. I was getting to know my family again. And so I realized that actually I had no identity. My entire life had been about that business. And so personal branding to me means being that brand you want to see in the world. It's being known for something. It's standing for something. It's standing against something, you know. It's like, what do you stand for? What are you prepared to spend the rest of your life fighting for? You know, what cause is it that you want to fight for? Because when you do what I did and you build your entire identity around that business and then that business isn't there anymore, or, you know, as a, as a, some of the leaders that you work with, Mark, maybe, you know, they're a leader in somebody else's organization and therefore their identity is not even theirs as a business. It's someone else's. And so building our personal credibility and building our brand is, is enormously important. And, you know, we have a brand, whether we have a business or, or not, you know, your brand is what other people say when you're not there. Your brand is your reputation. You know, no one else can build that unless you let somebody else take control of that. <laughs> you're in mm. complete control of building your own reputation. And, mm. You know, you can be the smiliest person in the room. You can be the person that always delivers on time. You can be the person that shows up for others even when you don't need to. You go the extra mile. That's your brand. You don't need a business to be that person. But on the other yeah, hand, that... you could be the grumpiest person and you never deliver on time. You're always <laughs> late for meetings and that's your brand. So your brand, we're yeah, building yeah. personal brand whether you have a business or not. And I think a lot of people... They, they hear the word brand and they think of branding, like the logo, the website, all the physical stuff. But your brand is not physical. It's totally emotional. It's your, your whole reputation. It's how you want to be perceived by others, whether you have a business or not. And so, hmm. you know, we've got to take control of that because if we don't take control of our reputation, someone else is going to. <laughs> it might as well be us that takes control of it and it be consistent. <laughs> I was going to say it's it's important that you live by your brand and it's and and knowing what that is and 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 sticking to it uh, and yeah. yeah I've written down reputation is it's more about reputation than anything else and you know it's Absolutely. all very well have a, a nice smart logo but ultimately it's how people remember you um, and it's about how you treat people what how you go about things I guess all those Absolutely. sort of key attributes yeah. that people remember and and also I suppose what we're talking about is how you is how you make people feel isn't it. 
Completely. You know, Maya Angelou put that quote out to the world beautifully. Uh, You know, I I probably won't be able to quote it word for word, but the way I remember it is people won't always remember what you said. They won't always remember what you did, but they will always remember the way you made them feel. And that's how, when I started unpacking, what was it that I was doing consistently that was enabling me to grow things so fast, even though I didn't have the knowledge about things. Like sometimes I was growing them, you know, and they were growing quickly. And I I didn't even go into that industry even knowing what I was doing. And what I realized was that actually I was building personal brand the entire time. I remember, um, you know, being part of this community and, (laughs) my surname's Blindell and I remember someone I overheard someone say to someone else at at an event oh you want to go and see Sammy yeah we call her Blindello Pages she knows absolutely everyone there is to know (laughs) go and see her she'll know what to do and I'd earned this like Blindello Pages like for those of you in the states or wherever you're watching it um, I don't know if you have yellow pages, but they basically took my name and adapted it. And and I thought, wow, you know, I, I've become a key person of influence and that's what a personal brand is. I I just went and was curious. I would, I'd say to someone, hey, you know, what is it you need? Like maybe I can introduce you to someone that can help you. And they'd tell me all their problems. Well, I was turning up at these BNI meetings with 27, 28, 30 referrals every week because I was on a mission to go out and help other people. So I remember this lady, Sonia Saxton, up in Harrogate, and she said to me, um, Sammy, she said, I've been told you're the person that I need to come and talk to. She said, "Um, you don't know a chimney sweep, do you? Well, chimney sweep couldn't be more opposite to what I do. And I said, do you know what, Sonia? I said, I'm sorry, I've never, ever used a chimney sweep, but I know some people that have. Let me reach out to them, and, uh, and I'll see if I can get some numbers for you. So I've got three numbers for her sent them over to her. I said, there you go. I haven't used any of these personally. So just putting it out there, but you know, you have a chat with them, find out which one you feel resonates with you. So she does it. She's delighted. Uh, Every time she needed something, she kept coming back to me. Didn't matter. It wasn't anything to do with design. It wasn't anything to do with websites. Six months later, she comes to me and she said, Sammy, right, I need a new website. And I said, brilliant, Sonia, I'll come over and uh, let's talk about it. So I was just becoming that key person of influence. I made myself that key person of influence. And a lot of people think, well, hang on, if I spend, you know, like 50% of my time supporting other people, helping them to get what they want, that's taking my eye off the ball. I can't be in my business doing all my business stuff if I'm out there doing that. (laughs) I built a multi-million pound company and I didn't need to even really network because everybody that I was doing all this good stuff for, they were out there because I was renting the space in their head for being the most helpful person in their universe. Anytime someone mentioned branding, websites, social media, online marketing, bam, that business Mm. was mine. And I didn't even need to pitch for it because I I was already through the door. They were already telling people about my personal brand, how much integrity I have, how helpful I am. And naturally, me being the face of my business, that made my business look the most helpful and supportive and, you know, delivering on promises. So, you know, if we start from what, what I realized when I walked away from that business and I had to start all over again was 
if I'm going to build my business by design now, I've been building everyone else's business. I've been building my business by accident and building everyone else's by design. What if I were to follow my own strategy and actually do this on me? Now I don't have a business. I haven't got any responsibilities. I've got nothing or no one to please. I've got nothing to protect or defend. I can actually do what I like now. And so I decided that I wouldn't focus on the money. I would just focus on serving because service had got me a long way up to that point. So how could I create something that would serve on a global scale? Whereas my businesses before were bricks and mortar businesses, you know, it was 23 and a half grand a month just to open the door to pay for all the fixed costs before I made any money. Mm. Now I'm living in a holiday cottage in Northern France in Brittany, paying 50 euros a month over the winter. (laughs) I didn't have any other outgoing, so I had nothing to lose. So um, I just set about building a resource. I I thought, you know, if I set out and my vision is to build the world's largest and most valuable brand building resource for entrepreneurs of purpose-driven businesses, then I can support them to get what they want. And by supporting them to get what they want, I'm going to get what I want. And eventually what goes around will come around. And I just set out with that strategy and I I put in place – At that time, I was delivering what is called the Brand Accelerator Program, which I developed about 11 years ago. I don't sell that program anymore because I've broken it down and I've now turned that into Brand Builders Club, which is the global business, one of the global businesses that I I build now. But um, I I just thought, you know, I'm going to set out and I'm going to create this resource and um, it was unbelievable. I just, I just followed my own strategy that I'd been making everyone else millions of pounds, dollars and euros for. And I set out with a goal. I wanted 15,000 pounds by the end of 12 weeks. I knew that if I had 15,000, that would, I didn't want to do my own branding. I didn't want to do my own website. I wanted someone to brand me. I think, you know, if you're going to go out there and be that leader in what you do, you should have another leader in that industry support you with that, right? Or like with branding, get somebody else to do it for you, even if you're a branding expert. So I knew that I'd need about 15,000 to get everything done. But that was it. That's the only goal I set for myself. And I just started out with what I call a heartbeat strategy. I reached out to the community. I set out to build a community, to build a tribe, to support them in the best way that I could, to engage. I made it a very personal experience. I concentrated on heartbeats rather than touch points, which is an industry term that I really hate. And by the end of 12 weeks, I was totally astonished that, uh, you know, I'd got so much information from all of the serving that I'd been doing, um, you know, because I, all I'd set out to do was collect problems and solve them. Well, by the end of that 12 weeks, I developed my first program. I'd turned the brand accelerator program that I'd been delivering physically for people. I, tur- I systemized it and I turned it into an online uh, program. And I launched my first book. Well, by the end of that 12 weeks, I had 18,000 pounds a month coming in from the product that I developed and the book. And I I was just astonished. I'm thinking, hang on a minute, you know, I've got no fixed costs, no staff. I've got nobody to, to worry about. And I'm bringing this kind of money in. And literally, I'm not having to open any doors. I'm not even having to leave the house. It just blew my mind. I thought, no, it's got to be a fluke. You know, that was 18,000 a month. Not I aimed for 15,000 in total, but then I've got this. And I was like, wow. So I, and that was for me, basically taking the Brand Accelerator program, breaking it down into easy to follow steps that somebody else could do on the other end. And I would go through that process with them. So by the end of that 12 weeks, I had... 
18 people paying me a thousand pounds a month for six months to go through that process. So I work with a lot of leaders who have this amazing intelligence in their mind that they're going in and physically delivering to other companies as a consultant, a coach, a mentor, a trainer, for example, or a speaker even, but it's all in their head. And what I do is I get them to systemize it. I show them how to break it down, how to productize it and do what I did. And uh, so anyway, I thought, no, that was a fluke. So I did it again and again and again. And I've now got over a thousand, over a thousand uh, mini courses and masterclasses online. I've got 72 products online, you know, and it's all from the stuff that I've learned. It's from me collecting problems and solving them. And I just think, you know, there's, there's actually, there's nothing special really about the process or the, the systems, the tools, all the tools that I use are available to everybody. But if you don't know what you don't know, you're still going to take 110 steps to get where you could be in 10 steps. So that's why I built Brand Builders Club. And the other reason for building Brand Builders was because I realized that on my journey that I'd invested money on coaches and consultants and mentors who only had their perspective. They only had their expertise and their point of view. And I thought, well, actually, you know, I've used, you know, 30 different mentors to get where I am. So I started reaching out to the mentors who, and the coaches who had really helped me. And I invited them to become mentors on the Brand Builders Club program so that a member, no matter what part of their join, the journey they're in, that they're joining at, they're able to, you know, even if there's thousands of people in that community, they still have their own personal journey because you know, everybody is on their personal journey. It's not a one size fits all approach. So each of our members, they go through their own personal journey and depending on what they want to achieve next, that I match them up with the mentor that can then help them to get to that next level. And it's incredibly rewarding. And that's why I do what I do. And I get to do it from wherever I am. And, you know, Greg and I, my husband, um, back then when I was going through all those heart problems and everything, I just wanted, I wanted what everybody, well, what I think everybody wants anyway, I certainly wanted it. I wanted to have someone to finish work for. I wanted a family. I, I've never had the kind of desire to birth my own family, but I, I wanted to be with somebody who already had a family. So, you know, we could be that, that next jigsaw piece for each other. And, and it, it took me walking away from my business to be able to really think about what it was I wanted and what life did I want my business to give me because the business had become my life and clearly that wasn't working very well for me. So I needed to, to really focus on how could I build a business that would give me my, the ability to have a family, to spend time with the family, to be with them as much as possible. And, uh, and about four weeks later, I met my future husband. It took about two years for us to build a friendship and get together. And by that point, I was flying all over the world, presenting and building how to build a brand and my, my brand builders club. And um, eventually we finally got together. And, well, so um, and it's it just amazing. Yeah, to keep you in one place because the energy is, is, um, is palpable. And <laughs> it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> You're a bundle of energy, uh, Sammy. Um, and sadly, yeah, the time is he's running a good out. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good for good for Greg. Um, we we are, as I say, running out of time. Um, so um, that you've, you know, it's been great value. There's been all the stories been telling. Just a quick mention of your uh, book, which I've recently 
um, red, uh, the Laura oh, yeah. brand attraction. I think that's worth mentioning before we sort of, sort of sum things up. Thank you. Yeah, the law of brand attraction is um, I, I invited 22 brand builder, builders club members plus a couple of my friends from The Secret to, um, you know, instead of putting their expert head on and, and, you know, telling other businesses how to build their business, I said, listen, you know, why don't we just talk to them? from business owner to business owner, here's what's really working for me. Here's how I've built my business. Uh, and this is a strategy that you can put in your business straight away. And so there are 24 different strategies and there's going to be strategies that, that resonate with you and some that resonate maybe later in your business journey. But I set yeah. to, to really supporting vulnerable and at-risk business owners and you know people who are at risk of losing their brand or not even sure what their identity is. Um, and on the other side of the scale was to support vulnerable and at-risk children who I believe are going to be our future generation of, of entrepreneurs and business owners and leaders. So, um, so 100% of the proceeds from that book go to uh, the Clear Sky Children's Charity. And we're just working on coming up with a concept for book number two because that was book one. Mm. And Mark, you mentioned to me earlier about, you know, is there a process that I would share with your listeners? and mm. um, you know, to really build their personal brand and to get what they want. You know, I mean, the book will definitely support you with that. But there's yeah, well, three we were getting to the end I'll... where we sort of got to sort of sum things up. Yeah. So I think that'd be a perfect way to sum things up. Those top tips that you know, how do you yeah. create that um, that, that branding, um, personal branding that you successfully um, use time and time again with yourself and other other clients? Yeah, thank you, Mark. Um, there's three V's that I want you, each and every one of you, to remember. The first is your vision. We create visions for our business, but we don't create visions for our life. And ultimately, the, the business is there to give you what you want in your life. So get really super clear on what life is it? What lifestyle is it? How much freedom do you want? How little do you want to work? Where is it that you want to work? Who do you want around you as you're doing that? Who would you be serving? You know, and what would you be serving them with if you could do it from anywhere with no time constraints and you could just be yourself and live in your absolute truth and be able to serve from that place? So what is that vision? The next is your values. Get really super clear on what your values are. Again, we look at the values of the business and the culture of the business and, you know, how are we going to serve these customers? But what are your values? What's important to you? Freedom is important to me. Creativity is important to me. Integrity is important to me. And what I tend to find is as soon as I'm locked in to doing something, I mean, not like a podcast or an interview or something like that, but a contract, right? When I started taking on contracts, I started to realize that that's not where my superpower was because it was taking me away from me being completely creative. It was taking me away from time freedom. It was taking, you know, it was out of integrity with the other things that were important to me. So I simply stopped delivering one-to-one consultancy. The only time I deliver any consultancy now is for my Brand Builders Club members. That's my family and, and that's where I spend my time. And, you know, it's a pretty brave decision because there's a lot of money you could make by going in and consulting at a higher level. But you know what? I'd rather be on my boat floating about with my dogs and my husband and my family and just enjoying 
time with them. Give me that over money any day. That that you know, I buy my freedom with the the memberships and the things that I've now built as a result to give me the the ability to live in my values. And the third and final V is your value. Don't ever ever negotiate on your value. It's a it's an absolute non-negotiable. This is who I am. This is what I'm worth and you know, and don't go below that. Don't go below that. You you need to create a, almost like a vision for your value as well. You know, what what are you? What's the line that you are prepared to accept? Create a a, a, a standards declaration for yourself. You know, here's why I'm not going to come down on my price. Here's why I'm not going to work more time for less money. You know, if I do that, then what's the result of that? How does it affect my industry? How does it affect other people around me? How does it affect my team? How does it affect my family? When I come down on my standards, what's my energy like if I do that? And, you know, if you can just focus on your vision, your personal vision, your personal values and your personal standards of what you're prepared to accept with no negotiation, uh, you know, above the line, it's, it's something that will change your life. It literally will change your life because it will change your business. It will change your relationships. You'll start to um, only have relationships with work or personal that match those values, that meet those values. And, you know, I don't, when I said, I, you know, I, I, want, I don't want my phone to be ringing when I leave the office, my phone doesn't ring at all anymore. You know, I've built my life in a way that is completely matching my values. And when I work, I'm being creative because I'm doing my own stuff for my business, not someone else's. So if you can get those three things in place, every part of your leadership strategy will be so much stronger and people will value you more. They'll respect you better. And I think when you respect yourself and value yourself, other people meet you at that level and above that level, and you can just go beyond. So that would be how I would suggest that out of all the things Brilliant. that I've learned. Three Vs, perfect, perfect. I'm, Three I'm not, you know, I was listening to someone this morning and they said, um, why is it that most people spend more time planning their holiday than they do planning their their you know, life and, and <laughs> what they do and it's true isn't it mm-hmm. and that that is mm-hmm. uh, sadly the case um so, so sammy is. thank you so much for today um packed full of energy and great advice and lots to think about um and um yes uh, I, i'm going to leave you to get on with your day and hopefully uh, we'll catch up again very soon thank you mark Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the episode, please take the time to leave a review on your chosen platform and share on social media. Don't forget to check out the Reluctant Leader Academy where you'll find a free 15 questions every manager should be asking themselves checklist that you can download to keep you on track every day. Leadership is a choice. When you understand the right mindset, know the process to follow and use key skills to keep things moving forward, you'll be on track to leave a lasting legacy. Until next time, be the best you can be and the inspiration for others to follow.